coming to you live and remotely. It is your two favorite armchair GMs, the Sons of Honarchy, with your host, Drunk Shy Sox fan. <laughs> and hot take, Tommy. Yo, who told you that we're their favorite armchair GMs? Because they were definitely lying. Like, there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, on this episode of the Sons of Honarchy, we are bringing you a coaching rundown straight from us, Tim's comments on Twitter uh, and Instagram but, and Instagram now. Yeah, uh, we obviously going to talk about that uh, acquisition, baby, um, and a couple then, of them. Yeah, true. Holiday wish list of our of our own. And then. I got my takes going on. So, Oh, you always have your takes that help me lose my hair even more. All of this brought to you by DBC, DBC brand. brand. All right. So here we go, man. Um, I think wow. let's just talk about the free agents off the top of the head because like, that's what everybody is talking about right now. So Fair enough. So all the craze right now, obviously, in the White Sox universe, in this White Sox Twitter sphere, is everybody's Lance Lynn, about Adam Eaton. Eaton, and everybody's mad about <laughs> Adam Eaton. Um, can somebody help me understand why we're so mad about Adam Eaton? Okay, thank you. I thought you. I thought I was gonna have to talk you off the edge too, because I'm no. like, no, he he's gonna be he's gonna be who he is, you know. Spanks get on base, and that's what do we need more than anything? We don't need anybody hitting bombs at this point. No, like, and no, I. I Actually, I, I tweeted out, I'm not sure if you saw it, um, what every, like somebody asking for a friend, what, why is everybody freaking out on December 10th? <laughs> like True. we signed Edwin Encarnacion on Christmas day last year. I know that's obviously a free agent acquisition that we, that didn't turn out yeah. the way we wanted it to, yeah. but um, it was still money spent, right? Yeah. And it was on a guy that, you know we were like, hey, he's going to be a piece of this team um, and a push for the playoffs and possibly even further. So um, that was on Christmas Day. So everybody else, take a step back. Chill for a minute, please. Yeah. Like, here's the deal. It's going to be an Engel-Eaton platoon. Like, that's, you know. Yeah, that's your worst-case scenario. And, like, having Eaton as a fourth outfielder in general, like, you'd rather him be a fourth outfielder than – your everyday guy, right? So, like, Adam Eaton being there in general is better than I mean, nobody I, who it was before. I think Sox Twitter, once again, got them their hopes up way too high in, in thinking that George Springer was coming to the south side. Yeah. He was coming to the south side. Not no. with Jerry Reinsdorf as owner. No, no. And, and look, like, it's just – it's a better team now – than before the signing. Exactly. And I that's they get literally, worse, right? That's literally the only thing that matters. Like, that's it. And as far as like, like, okay, here's the thing about that I was thinking a lot about is everybody talking about the, um, his like attitude, right? And how he's a bad clubhouse guy. Yo, like uh, you, you weren't there, homie. Like that clubhouse was a shit show. I would have been a bad clubhouse guy in that clubhouse. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> that's a ridiculous just, statement. Like, I mean, why? Because he yeah. stuck up for his teammate instead yeah. of ownership and yeah. management. Like, 
and he wasn't a fan of Drake LaRoche. Like, okay. no, he was. That's the thing. He oh. was. So that's why White Sox Twitter is like, oh gosh, here we go. <laughs> Adam Eaton, the Drake LaRoche fan, um, lost a leader. To- <laughs> but here's the deal. He doesn't. Yeah, I know. That was such a stupid comment. But at the same time, I think what people understand is you, as a player, you don't not stick up for your other players. Adam Eaton's a, a player's Period. player. Period. That's what he is. Yeah. Like, he's not going to be one that's going to kiss ass to the media. He's not somebody that's going to kiss ass to management or to the front office or to ownership. He's just going to go out there and do his job. And as long as he stays healthy, that's my biggest that's, e- yeah. concern. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's he's going to go out there issues. and do his job if he is physically capable of doing so. <laughs> right. And not playing an entire season will be helpful. Anytime there's a lefty on the mound, Adam Engel should be starting. On the bench. Yeah. And even in some situations against righties, like say like Eaton's in a little bit of a cold streak, um, or you need like a late inning defensive replacement. I mean, that's going to help keep the miles off of Engel or well, off of uh, Eaton. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we also have to deal with Adam Engel and Adam Eaton getting their names mixed up all the fucking time now because they're going to be <laughs> basically sharing a spot. Damn. Literally, have, literally in the same position with the same roles. I mean, come but on now. No matter how drunk you get at the game, if you're trying to make t- conversation with the right fielder, all you got to say is Adam. You, you're going to get it right. That's fine. It's, it's most likely true. <laughs> I don't think we re-signed Gerard Dyson. No, I don't think. Low-key, we could bring him back. Um, this <laughs> that was my move, man. <laughs> that was a good one. No, um, but I, like, I think what matters is not like – the other thing that I'm annoyed with is like people tearing apart the dollar amount. And it's like, it's not your money, homie. Like – as long I think as they- people also understand that you don't sign unless the guy has been with your organization for a really long time and he's been a bench player. Yeah, you're not going to get somebody for under four million no. per year. Like no. Adam Eaton is a, a, on most major league ball clubs a starter. Yeah, still. So you're gonna pay that kind of money. Yeah, um, you you get discounts on players who are discount worthy you know and he's like he's got a championship ring he started on like that team that took it to the championship so like exactly that's starting pitching exactly starting pitching is more expensive but let me put this into perspective for you in 2018 who was our starting pitching acquisition traded for him 2018 yes um shit um the boo-boo pitcher oh yeah Von Nova. I love Von Nova. Bring him back. You Is paid he still a free agent? To put this in perspective, we paid him $9.1 million that year. Yeah. Okay. So that's And we're like, bitching about Adam Engel right now. Adam Engel. 8.5. Or, I'm sorry. Adam Eaton. I did it again. <laughs> I did it again. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, happen so all much. the time. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. No, that's, that's a really good comp. I appreciate that. Um, but... Yeah, so it's like, that's stupid. And now we got to talk about, since we're talking about spending too much, the Lynn trade. Lance Lynn oh, trade. which, oh. oh my gosh. Now, here's the deal. Of all the people that are getting super excited about Lance Lynn, the Lance Lynn deal, but then getting really upset about signing 
Adam Eaton. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah. Yes, I here's the deal. Lance Lynn is a top of the line guy. And I cannot wait for the one, two, three punch that's coming out of the starting rotation. It's so good. It's so if good. we can supplement it now with somebody, it doesn't even need to be a Trevor Bauer, obviously. No. Uh, that would be amazing, but it's it's not going to be. Yeah. And so it doesn't chill. have to be. Especially since um, we have Lance Lynn, it's not gonna be Bauer. Like there's no way. Right. Literally, Jose Quintana rounding out the five spot in this rotation. I'm good. Yeah. Bring it in. I mean, here's the deal. I just hope, I pray, and and I'll talk about Lynn in a second, but I hope and I pray that Michael Kopech is does not get his arm stretched out this year. He's got to be on an innings limit, right? You would think. You would think. I mean, like, so the rumors are out there that, like, he didn't pass on the season for his personal reasons, but it was because he was afraid of the ramping up and the ramping down of the right. Wait. Okay. Yeah. But regardless, like, but there was, you remember that conversation that a lot of people were having, like, oh, these starting pitchers, like a lot of them, they take a lot of time to like get their arms ramped up in the spring and then coming into like, that's why pitchers and catchers report early and blah, blah, blah. Like, and then going into the 60 game season, it's like, okay, you're going to ramp up like really, really fast. And then you're going to drop, like, you're going to just be done in 60. In other words, he was too busy bringing it around town with Vanessa. You gotta be kidding me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) But like, okay. All that to be said, like, if we're talking about him being worried about his arm, if those rumors are true and it's not all about Vanessa stuff, you know, if those rumors are true and he was scared about his arm, then we should be scared about his arm too because shit, like, he knows his arm better than anybody. Innings limit's the way to go. He should be a sixth man in the starting rotation, hanging out in Charlotte, brought up when somebody's down on the DL. You know, we should be able to pull a a Dodgers and just say, like, Oh, your arm's injured. Take a break, you know, and then they bring somebody up and then, all right, your arm's back. So let's send that guy back or whatever. You know what I mean? Think of it this way too. He'd be a really nice middle relief guy in the playoffs. In the play. I like in the playoffs because your middle relief guy in the, in the season's got to be rubber arm. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, they're eating innings. They're going to eat innings in the, in the regular season. I'm saying as the, play, as the playoffs ensue, I yeah. wouldn't want him off the playoff roster. I would no. still want him on the playoff no. roster. No, and that's, like, that's the best part about it. Like, um, I, heard, I heard conversation uh, around Andrew Vaughn. Well, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about the actual what we gave up for Lance Lynn first. And that's what I was about people. to ask you. Did we give up too much in giving up Dean Dunning? No. Dude, no. Look, explain. Okay, all y'all out here with your clutching onto your prospects. Like, look, this is when we're supposed to be trading prospects, and we're a top-heavy organization. We can't trade people like, like mid-tier prospects to get top-tier talent. Yeah, you have to trade mm-hmm. top-tier prospects to get top-tier talent. You know, like we, I, I, I like, I just this is where I'm coming from. It's like, where are you thinking you're going to be getting a Lance Lynn for a guy like, I don't know, 
Blake uh, Rutherford. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Or like, uh, it's, I don't know. That's the thing with, yeah, I think we've put, White Sox fans have put so much value into their prospects that they don't understand the true value of these prospects. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's Dane, like Dane Dunning looked really strong for three starts last year. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, he's going to be a future two. Yeah. No. No, no, he's probably not. He's a middle-of-the-rotation guy. He's a middle-of-the-rotation guy. Um, you know, I hope he's an ace for his own sake. Like, and, like, yeah, I mean, he seems like a great guy, super nice. Um, he was on uh, – he randomly came on to the um, – it was either Shy Sox Weekly when they were still Shy Sox Weekly or Sox on Tap. Um, they were interviewing Jake Berger and Dane Dunning randomly like came out of their podcast too like really nice guy <laughs> um yeah. but here's the thing right like here's what makes me happy about the Lance Lynn move too it shows that the front office says hey our window is now our window is exactly now. this is what exactly. you do when your window is now you you trade prospects for a one year are guy. not going to be yeah for even a one-year guy for even a one-year guy right that you know, you know, hey, Dane Dunning may help us win in four years from now. Lance Lynn is going to help us win now. So yeah. that's, that's the thing. I, I have no problem with the price of Dane Dunning for Lance Lynn. My issue is that we didn't pull the trigger last year. I see. <sighs> now, the only thing that held the White Sox, it must have been asking price. Exactly. That must have held the White Sox back. The problem is I'm worried that the asking price was very similar or that you it don't, was but like, this is Michael where I'm Kopech. coming from. Cause I hear this argument all the time and it's like, you don't know what they were talking about. Like, there's a reason why like we're not the G- fucking GMs. Like <laughs> they're right. there. And you got to think about it too. Like this was within two days of the new GM of the Rangers was hired. Like, this was one of the first things he did. So, the old GM is the guy that we were talking to before, like, last season. And then the new GM comes in. One of his first moves is get Lance Lynn out of here and give me some prospects. So, who did he talk to? He talked to us. I'm just saying. I mean, here's the thing. They gave up Mike Miner for literally nothing. So Well, Mike Miner is a piece of work, you know? Yeah, but here's here's my thing, okay? I just wish that the window would have been open a little bit sooner. I yeah. guess in hindsight, you know? Yeah, and watching hindsight's game three, 2020, right? am I right? Like, literally and yeah. figuratively, because we – but look, like, there's a reason why Ricky Renteria was a manager of the year candidate because, no, like, we expected to be kind of like 500-ish shit – and we were a lot better than that. And we got to the playoffs and should have won that damn series. But look, we didn't have a third starting pitcher. And he was not going to, for, for sure. reason, Rick Hahn was like, no, I'm not giving you a third starting pitcher. Or Jerry was, whoever it was. You know, yeah. and we just weren't expecting to be that good. So if we had traded for Lynn last year, we would have been better this year. But whatever, you know. So here's my thing too, and this comes down to years of control because obviously people are like, 
Oh, years of control. You only have one year of control for Lance Lynn. Here's the thing. If you were to trade it for Blake Snell, for example, right? Which is what the big rumor mill was swirling. And yeah, even yeah. MLB Network was like, hey, this could be a possible trade for the White Sox. Yeah. It looked like it would have been probably like Kopech Crochet yeah. as the two had like, yeah. <laughs> those would have been your two pieces. Like, That's a lot. <laughs> would you have done that? Nah. I mean, well, because mm, here's the thing. Snell's still got three years or is it two years? It would have been two whole years. Yeah. Two years. So it's, it's, it's an interesting thing that you're thinking about like, okay, so you're, you're trading. You can think about it to make yourself feel a little bit better. You're saying, okay, I'm trading one year of control for Michael Kopech. I'm trading another year of control for Garrett Crochet. You know, just to like put your head around it and you're thinking, well, maybe it's worth it, but also you're putting a lot of chips into one spot, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's like a surefire starter. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, if you, if you ask me, if you would have thrown another lefty into that rotation for the white Sox, that would have been insane. That would have been wild. Yeah. Um, especially since, you know, I, yeah, people are worried about Giolito. Some people are worried about Giolito because he's losing his personal catcher. But oh, true. that's, I think, another <laughs> conversation. Um, Lance Lynn is going to be a piece to help you win. And that's the, the big thing, too, with if you would have traded Crochet and Kopech, here's the vision. The vision must be that those two pieces, Kopech and Crochet, are pieces that are going to help you win in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is. That's what it comes down to, right? Well, we'll see still because, like, again, it's December 12th now, right? So mm -hmm. we've got a lot of time left, and we don't know what else they're going to flip. So, hey, maybe we do end up flipping Michael Kopech before the – start of the season or maybe we do just sign a couple more free agents i mean it's not a good free agent class but it's a wide free agent class you know what i mean Like, Hot Shower should never have that many listens. Also. Hot Shower is a great fucking song. I don't know. Hot what Shower is about. a garbage ass fucking song. <laughs> like, I hate. I literally despise that song. <laughs> Dude! <laughs> Try to airdrop me some nudes! <laughs> it's a great song. <laughs> Trying to count some fucking sheep. Dude, I love it. I love it. Right. Dude, <laughs> like Cocoa song. Butter Kisses has sixty million plays on Spotify. It's and it's Hot a Shower has a hundred has a hundred and fifty four. <laughs> Cocoa Butter Kisses <laughs> should have well, more you gotta, than twice as many, you not gotta, twice as less. You gotta think about like all these newer songs that are coming out. Even though, like, for artists that are great, like, are great in twenty. 10 to 2015 all those songs that are like good for that range like they were getting played on like 
weird fucking platforms, not Spotify. Well, yeah, that's exactly you know what I mean. Like, yeah, because like you couldn't even listen to acid rap on Spotify until like what yeah. a little over a year ago. Exactly. So like, and yeah, they didn't. Their most popular time never got the yeah. shine, you know, on on right. Spotify specifically. Acid rap's still like one of the top ten most. I actually I think it's top five most downloaded mixtapes on Dat Piff. So yeah it's like and who yeah nobody's counting that in spotify no, so. no love for no love for dat piff <laughs> that, not for me at least you I'm don't sorry. understand don't, tom you don't understand the grind i sh- shut your mouth that <laughs> dat piff was was my world god damn you're ridiculous um it's free music man you're so <laughs> it's free it was free music I got nothing for you, man. I'm sorry. Like, I, <laughs> YouTube is free music. If you're going to be that cheap, like, just start playing videos, man. Like, too many ads, man. This is ad free. <laughs> this is some ad free stuff, man. Oh, my God. Okay, Tommy, so you're, you're, Tommy, mad you really at- didn't, you didn't know the struggle. You didn't know the struggle. And you're talking to me like I was didn't. made of money growing up. I, I did not, <laughs> I was a have not where I was from. Damn these. You don't, you don't know the struggle until you're listening to all your music off Dat Piff. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't even know about Dat Piff, did you? No, I still don't know about Dat Piff. Tom, <laughs> Tom isn't about, Tom isn't about the culture, folks. Now oh let's, uh, oh my God. Speaking of the culture. <laughs> Um, let's uh, talk about the clubhouse culture the that clubhouse the White culture. Sox are trying to build here. Yeah. Um, well, we lost particularly, a leader. We lost a leader. <laughs> Do, Drake, uh, Drake LaRoche. <laughs> oh my God, stop. <laughs> I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> obviously, we have already discussed in the TLR decision, but we have not yeah. discussed the rest of the coaching staff. Yeah, and like um, this is going to be – in all situations, the coaching staff makes a bigger impact than I think you would like to realize. And I, that this is more talking to myself than to anybody else because I always thought like, coach, whatever. They just kind of like stand around and collect a paycheck. But <clears throat> the difference between – Severin, Sev, Steverson. There it is. The difference between Steverson and Menachino and like the impact of these uh these bats is it's it's a big difference. So you think about it in that sense. Yeah, I mean the players play. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, the players play. The players are are ultimately the ones that go out and win or lose. Right. But, that's never going to change. Exactly. But they're. In, coaching makes an impact. Coaching definitely makes an impact, especially when you have young players, right? Yeah, yeah, and that's the way like on youth. Big so brain on that. ultimately, yeah. co- coaching is is a huge part of that. Um, if these players are going to develop into the players you want them to, I mean, hell, on White Sox Twitter, we rag all the time that our minor league development. We've got all the minor league talent in the world, but we can't freaking develop it, right? Yeah. So. Coaching ultimately, I think, plays way bigger impact than a lot of people want to say it does. So now let's talk about each of these guys that the White Sox have acquired. There's, there's three main ones that I want to highlight. There's going to be Miguel Cairo, 
on bench coach or assistant manager, bench coach, however you want to call it. He's going to, he's going to be future manager is what you meant to say. Our future, <laughs> future manager. Right. Um, Ethan Katz. It's Ethan, right? It's Ethan Katz. It's uh, it's Adam. Fact, uh, Adam fact. Katz, Adam Angle, Adam Eaton. Fact check me on that, Tom. And then, <laughs> sure. And I then, have no idea. <laughs> and then our, the third one that I want to highlight who has followed the sons of Honarchy on Twitter, <laughs> Wait, which what? is just incredible oh, yeah. to me, is our new analytics director yeah Shelly Duncan <laughs> he's gonna be so disappointed he's gonna be so disappointed when he realizes what he's following <laughs> okay I looked a couple days ago and he's still following us oh so. okay <laughs> hey what if that's actually just um what if that's actually Rick Hans burner we one of these days the Sox united Twitter front is going to discover who Rick Hans burner is, and it's going to be a very exciting day. That's Indeed. all I got to say about that. So let's, let's talk about the, these acquisitions, Tom. First, Miguel Cairo, you said future manager. Yeah. Future manager, Miguel Cairo, you know, like, first of all, he's coming from an organization that fucking wins. So that's like full stop. That matters. That just matters. I don't care who you are. That matters. Like, if we're getting like the best person from the damn Orioles, I don't care because they're still from the damn Orioles, you know. Um, but so here's my question: okay. Now that you bring up winning culture, right? And you bring up, you know, it comes from an organization that wins. I fact checked you. It is Ethan Katz. That's what I thought. Thank you. Um, this is kind of a tangent in regard to the coaching staff, but oh, I do have to. Now that we're talking about coming from winning teams, strap in Dallas Geichel and his comp on the NBC Sports podcast, I believe. Yes, it was yeah. the NBC. Yeah, it was with Chuck Garfine um, about bringing the winning culture to a, a clubhouse that didn't know winning and uh, or they had to be taught. Yeah. And T.A. with his uh, backhanded comments, Tom. Teaching cry face. Do you know now? T- do you think that Tim's out of line? Um, <clears throat> I think Tim's a little different than your average Joe. And right. he's going to say shit, you know, because um, he's got that edge to him. I don't you think him. And, you think him and Dallas are going to be feuding a little bit or what? what uh, what's going to come of this? If. Look, I, I think we forget that these are <clears throat> adults and like hmm. we think about your workplace. You best friends with everybody there? No, absolutely not. Do you still get the job done? Do you still I'd like work at the top of your so. profession at, at, to the best of your ability? You know, like, yeah, a lot of people's answers will be like, no, fuck, I don't, I don't try that hard. But like, if you're if you're really out here working and you're doing your best at your job to make your team the best that it could possibly be on a daily basis, does it matter that you don't like X, Y, or Z person? Doesn't really matter usually. Like it'll impact a little bit, but it doesn't mean you can't win. Right. So yeah. that's that's Thanks. out there. Yeah. I just wanted to say that that's not necessarily an answer to the question. The answer to the question though is no. I don't think it's going to create a feud. Because 
what he was looking for is if you're going into what Dallas was talking about, like he wants a winning attitude in the clubhouse. Who's got a winning attitude? Tim Anderson does. So he wasn't trying to teach Tim Anderson shit. He was trying to teach these other MFers, like especially these, these kiddos that were like learning from uh, your man's Jose Abreu, who hasn't seen a winning ball club since Cien Fuegos. You know, I'm sorry, but he, he yeah. hasn't been winning recently. Even though I love the guy, he's not going to be able to teach a winning culture in the MLB. So if Dallas Keiko comes in and says like, oh, whoa, 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 what the hell is going on here? And I know Don Cooper doesn't give a shit about winning. Like, I know this. So he is not going to teach it. You know, what? I just, yeah. I just you know, I, I don't think there's, if people are going to take this and say, well, first of all, I got to quote my guy, Jason Goff. Bruh. So, <laughs> bruh. Exactly. That's what I'm at with this, though. That's exactly where I'm at with this. Jason, bruh, is exactly how I feel about this situation <laughs> like it's just it, here's the deal like we don't need that i don't right think now. that this is going to i exactly this is going to affect how this team ultimately down the road but if i think this is what separates like a jose abreu from a tim anderson in my eyes and the impact on this club yeah i think sometimes tim now Good players focus on themselves and they focus on their craft and they do their job. And that's what Tim Anderson does. Tim Anderson is great for that. Yeah. Uh, Tim Anderson does a lot for the White Sox as a team. He does a lot for them as an organization. He does a lot for the community. He does yeah. a lot for the city. But when it comes to the clubhouse culture, I, I don't think that's what Tim does. I don't think Tim is, a oh, we're going to round our culture around yeah. him. You know? No. So, you know, it's just kind of like, really, Tim, like in what's going on this offseason, we really got to say that, you know. And then he's got, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the cryptic Twitter tweets, too. Like yeah, he's like. December 1st, after the coaching staff was announced. Yeah. Right after it, less than an hour. And he goes, he goes they, they shook it up, kind of wasn't feeling it. So, which, which means he really loved either Ricky or, or, Super Joe, who's still on the team. So, yeah. Oh no, he was he loved Capra. That's what it was. He loved his man Capra. <laughs> he loved Nick, leaving him home from third. Well, yeah, that's why he he always gave him the, the silent finger as he was rounding to home. So, like, you know, who's he gonna do that to? He can't do that to Super Joe. It's not gonna feel the same, you know. I'm honestly, I'm with Tim on this one. Like, bring back Nick Capra. That's that's oh, my please stop. You absolutely not. You will never, never find a more bold third base coach than Nick Capra. I'll tell you that right now. No way in hell. <laughs> so I'll say what you want. Say what you want. Never well, have hey, somebody more bold. We brought up Giolito, too. Former high school pitching coach, Ethan Katz. Eric new pitching coach. Kratz. Nice. I love that you're just. <laughs> well, you got to throw the Chicago the meatball name. You got to sh- like it's gonna it's gonna come up. Somebody's gonna fuck it up. Might as well be me. <laughs> Before you know, it, you're gonna be calling him Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Um, yeah, and that new coach uh, Kravitz out there, he's a, he's a real good guy out there. Yeah. So, Ethan Katz, former pitching coach for Giolito, do you think that was a big part of this? Do you think the Giolito, you know? We're going to extend Giolito now. That's what's going to happen. Y'all are, y'all are laughing, but this is going to happen. So, do you think this is kind of their way of saying, hey, G, you're getting rid of McCann, but here's your former pitching coach? I think what they're saying is, oh, shit, we don't know how to coach people, but G. Lito found his own coaching. Instead of, you know, doing some digging and trying to find a good pitching coach, why don't we just grab whatever G. Lito was doing so that we don't have to do our homework? You know, I think this is phoning it in as far as, like, finding a pitching coach is considered. Um, but they haven't done it in 27,000 years. So, like, whatever. You know, th- th- this is what I'm coming at is, like, they don't know how to find a pitching coach. Giolito went and found a pitching coach that made him better. So, why don't we just, like, hire that guy? Yeah. I'm really hope kind of, like, a money ball hiring. Like, you know, you've seen Moneyball, right? Yeah, yeah, Where, yeah. you know, Brad Pitt is like, uh, ooh, that guy in the, in the Cleveland baseball club organization is really good. So nobody's ever heard of this guy, but I'm going to snag him for a front off. Like, yeah, I'm hoping that's the case. Like, I'm hoping that well, that's, Katz is that's the thing that about, kind like, of guy. Ethan Katz was that. Miguel Cairo, ain't nobody had him on, on the, like – radar like we're if this is a if you're talking moneyball i'm hoping that all these hires are moneyball hires because like nobody knew them like it's just kind of grabbing them Miguel cairo was a little bit more known but look he was the infield coach right at on the yankees it's not like something he was, like that yeah he's yeah. not like he was the bench coach or you know the the head staffer on something or other like he was kind of like just just a middle tier coach kind of guy, like taking ground balls with people. And then all of a sudden he's our bench coach, you know, Hey, maybe he's great. Maybe he's something else, but we're going to find out either way. Ultimately Miguel Cairo, you know, like actually he was the middle field, middle infield coordinator for <laughs> the New York Yankees minor league system. Oh, um, so it's not like, you know, he's been, you know, working with, major league talent but it here's the thing it's definitely a La Russa connection he played under La Russa, right the Shelly yeah thing that's a La Russa connection as well too like <laughs> I, I don't know you know I, there is a La Russa connection um he played four years under Tony La Russa yeah uh, in St. Louis um I mean and with the next guy too that I wanted to highlight with Shelly Duncan um he's Dave Duncan's kid like yeah. Dave Duncan was the pitching coach for St. Louis all those years when LaRusso was manager. So I, it's definitely, you know, hey, we're hiring in-house. Yeah, but it's Lance Lynn who was his pitcher in, in 2011 or whatever. Right. So it's literally all just like LaRusso's cronies coming in. But at the same, <laughs> at the same time, too, with the LaRusso hire, there is a shakeup, right? There's a little bit of a shakeup. And, and Tim, Tim tweeted it, right? Wasn't feeling it, <laughs> but um, I think ultimately there is some, uh, there is a decent shakeup here, right? Um, and, and it's 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 probably going to be for the positive, in my opinion. You know, like you're bringing in everything I hate about Tony La Russa aside. 
he's a good baseball mind, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if he, you know, hopefully still has an eye for other people who have good baseball minds, you know? So, fingers crossed this is it. But, um, and I think that's the only thing you can do because these guys are all unproven. You know, talking like – Eric Kravitz, you know, and talking. <laughs> I love that you're going to purposefully butcher. <laughs> and then talking Miguel Cairo, you know, like specifically those two. And those are the big ones that we're talking about, obviously. We just are not going to know what their impact's going to be until after the end of this upcoming season, I think. Like, I don't even think you're going to be able to, like, judge it midseason because – they're just new. They're just fresh. So I got to ask, do you think that this coaching staff is going to be able to carry this team to a championship? I think yes. I think yes. I mean, <laughs> we were saying it earlier. It's really the players that matter. Um, like the players are going to be out there day in, day out. But you look at it, you're keeping the good ones and you're shedding the bad ones. You're shedding – Ricky Renteria, you're shedding um, Capra, you're shedding Don Cooper, and you're filling those gaps with fresh blood. Mm -hmm. I think, bottom line, they're qualified baseball individuals, all these guys. They're not just Joe Schmo. So they're going to bring in fresh takes and build on whatever these guys – other coaches were giving them it's got to be positive change you know they're not going to be like hey stop doing everything you're doing and build it from the bottom up like that's not the kind of attitude these guys are going to come in and present i don't think i don't think like this is not a tear down everything that you've done and restart kind of a point in any of these baseball players career because of the situation of the team so it's all going to be build on what you got. Let's make it better. So right. I think bottom line, it's going to be a positive change no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you there. I really do. Um, I think once again, the, the fears that we have, I mean, get me, don't get me wrong. I think Tony, the biggest question with Tony LaRusa and the entire coaching staff is the ability to build clubhouse culture right out not winning you know i think this the winning is what this team is gonna do right yeah there's what they should do and what these coaches are capable of it's hey is this team gonna be you know really gelling exactly exactly right um because although you can't measure that in statistics it it's important for teams you know Think about the 2015 White Sox, or 2016 White Sox, pardon me, right? Great start. Clubhouse was together to start. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it all fell apart. <laughs> Everything about it fell apart, right? Like, so bad. God. Well, to quote the great Jason Goff again, bruh. We should take another break before we get into our holiday wish list really quick. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) So, Steve. What's up, Tom? Do you have a project or idea that you want to be seen by as many people as possible? I might. 
Um, <laughs> do you provide a service but go underappreciated when you put yourself out there on social media? Social media? <laughs> and do you want sleek, impeccable presentation but lack the know-how or resources? Oh, of course. Well, if you answered yes to any of these, who who should I be telling you to get in touch with? Tom, I think you're about to tell me that I should get in touch with our friends over at DBC Brand. Mm. DBC Brand, with your choice of three solid tiers of social media marketing plans, you get access to professional social media content curation, email marketing, blog posting, live video and photography sessions, and more. Wow. Find out more by visiting dbcbrand.com and give your business the creative touch and spotlight it deserves. DBC, digital, digital by, by creatives. creatives. Yeah. This, is, this is crazy. I've never seen this before. What? So anytime after a walk at... Texas A&M they chant so like at the next batter and every subsequent they go like ball five ball five ball six ball six like they chant it until the guy throws a strike (laughs) (laughs) that's that's some good shit we need more of that in the MLB (laughs) that is that is amazing but hey, that's a great fucking way to draw more walks. Like that is a team stat. That is a team stat. Those back to back walks. Tommy's all about team stats. Like team pitcher stats. wins. Pitcher wins is a big fucking deal. RBI, big fucking deal. Unbelievable. Now, as you can see, Tom, uh, Christmas tree behind me. It's mm-hmm. December twelfth. The holiday season is upon us. We're counting. Let's down. talk about our holiday wish lists for our lovely Chicago White Sox. And hey, this is a big talking point every year now. Ever since the Edwin Encarnacion signing, mind you, didn't turn out great, we can wish for things and get them on Christmas just because, you know, Rick Hahn, Santa Claus is, is, is in the building, you know? That's right. That's but right, Santa Hahn. Santa, <laughs> Santa Hahn, indeed. My guy. All right. Honestly, now, okay, quick, quick, before we jump into it, just an, an appreciation, because I feel like he's getting a little flack right now. I, I still mm-hmm. like Rick Hahn. All right. Me too. He, I, he's been active in the winter meetings. I know that he's not given, you know, given us Liam Hendricks yet. Yeah. Or, yet. You know, <laughs> the hope of Trevor Bauer, George Springer. So, you know, all of the people who think that the White Sox are going to move out of the mid-tier, you know, spending range, you know, right. are extremely disappointed. But I'm I'm going to give the – I mean, here's the thing. If the offseason ended – you know, I can't say if the offseason ended today because it's not it, – it isn't. Adam Eaton was the last move that this team made. I would say this offseason – it's still passing grade. It's not great, but it's a passing grade. Yeah, and – I mean, mainly it's Lance Lynn. What did we, we were stumping for like the last year and a half, three years, uh, somewhere in that range. We've been stumping for a fucking another starting pitcher. Yeah. Ivan Nova wasn't it. 
you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I know. Seriously. Gio like, Gonzalez when they signed, was not it. <laughs> when they signed Ivan Nova, I was like, WTF, right? We've come a long way since then. Yes, we have. A long way since me being in my car driving back to the old apartment at 5619 North Spalding being like, wow, this organization is the absolute worst. (laughs) Dude, but you know your man... Rick Hahn was playing chess while we were out here playing checkers because he spent his nine million on Ivan Nova and and convinced <laughs> convinced Jerry oh. Reinsdorf like, look, I spent nine million on that. That's what we're gonna get for nine million. So mm-hmm. we're gonna have to pay up a little bit for the for the better talent. And, and Jerry's like, wow, nine million. That's like I gotta count that one, two. That's a lot. Three. That's a lot. Four. Five. So, like, he's convincing Jerry Reinsdorf that we actually got to pay up. So, anyway, back to the holiday wish list. I'm sorry. In- indeed. <laughs> now, let's remember for our holiday wish list that the Chicago White Sox are not the um, – what should I say? Dodgers? They're, they're not the Dodgers. They are not the uh, the family that lives up in Winnetka or Wilmette. <laughs> Okay, exactly. we're kind of like the family that, you know, lives down in, in Homewood, Flossmoor. And Palos Heights. Exactly. And, you know, our middle class making the ends meet here. So, Tom, you can you can have one decent sized present present or a, a, a few small ones. What, what do you want? I'm I'm in the boat. I I've always been in the boat. I, I like a few small presents because what you're gonna do is you're gonna work all year and then buy yourself the big present, which is a World Series championship. All right. So what you need is the little gifts to get you there, though. So you're gonna build a foundation, right? And that's what it's all about. We've got a good foundation. We just need some depth some depth so as soon as you get your because what was i i I love this and may he rest in peace um your your man shy socks hayes uh he put out the (laughs) i love that you just said rest in peace like he's dead i mean he's dead to socks twitter right now but But he put out that that piece that said you go through 10.8 pitchers starting pitchers per season, like on average, Mm -hmm. that's just what's going to happen. So what do we need? Another starting pitcher. So (laughs) let's wait, but we don't need Trevor Bauer. We don't need him at this point. You're not going to get him. I mean, let's be real White Sox fans. Trevor uh, Bauer is out out of the price range and he's already made his backhanded comments about Tony La Russa and (laughs) and what's going on there with our our manager situation. He doesn't want to be a part of that. Um, just like Marcus Stroman didn't want to be a part of it. So <laughs> let's talk about who's available. What's realistic for the White Sox? Yeah. So uh, uh, some options, Tom. Jose well, Quintana. Yeah. Perfect. Um, you've got Fultonowitz. 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 I'm going to go with that. Sure. <laughs> Alex Wood. Jake Odorizzi, Garrett Richards, Corey Kluber, question mark? Or are we going to, like, stoop to, like, <laughs> Iwan Walker level? I love Corey Kluber, question mark, because that's really what it is. It's like, is he even going to be alive for the, for the like? Some team's going to take a flop. You watch. 
Well, the problem is it's going to be the fucking Royals who are spending money. What are they doing? Like, they grabbed uh, Santana on a two-year? I love that. What's happening? They got him on a steal, Tom. I know they got him two years, 16. Like, Like, man. They're going to flip him. They're going to flip him and get some. I don't know what they're going to get. But I, low key, I think I had Santana down here. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I wanted him on my DH list. So fuck you, Royals. Like, even when they suck, even when they suck, I hate him. Like, what is this? One, One thing to think about with him, too, which is great, is he can play. I mean, it's a poor third base and a poor <laughs> but he can yeah. play those positions too like he's kind of like that utility guy that in the corners that would have been but really nice as a true Sox fan i gotta say we don't need a third baseman you're just gonna put a log jam in there for jake Berger. i don't need another third oh, baseman <laughs> now here's the thing i do as much as you might you're making the jake Berger joke his off-season regimen has been nice like yeah. he's he's looking good in the game so there's nothing better than the than the photos in the cage, uh, and then having the player come out and just shit a brick. So, <laughs> like, that's the best when they're like, "Yo, just look at me. I'm yoked in the off season," and then they can't even hit a ball. <laughs> so, I I can't wait for Yermi Mercedes to come up and and have like 108 thick stats. Um, <laughs> With his say 108 thick stats, <laughs> with his weighing in at 275, and then just like way outplay Jake Berger and and get the starting position in in the DH slot. Um, All right, back on top. Yeah, let's get back to where we're going because we're about to go down some weird tangent hole. If you let me. <laughs> so starting pitching, Tom. Who do you want as <sighs> as probably our four? Right. Probably our four. Our five. You already said him. You already said him earlier. You you were talking Quintana, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I want. That's where I want it. And and I'll tell you why I want him. At this point in his career, he ain't never left Chicago. He's like 70 years old. He doesn't want to leave Chicago at this point. He's got like his roots here. He knows his steakhouses, right? So not that like we can get him on a discount, but like yeah, we can get him on a discount. Like, <laughs> let's just grab him at like your ten million or whatever. Like, that's. I think about- he's going to be a little bit more than that. He'll probably I don't know, demand. Man. He'll probably demand about twelve. All right, twelve, so fourteen, think somewhere about in this. that range. The qualifying offer is at eighteen million right now. That's where the qualifying. No, that's, that's what, what like, his qualifying offer was. Well, that's what qualifying oh, offer for, for yes. the league is at. Right. So that's. What we're seeing with this whole free agent class is that qualifying offer is way too high. So that's why everybody's been sent out the door, you know, and like nobody's offering qualifying offers to these players because it's just too expensive. I think he's under that mark by a good margin, which is why I said 10. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a lot under, but you got to think, has he been really productive recently? Nah, not really. He's like a four five, 4.5 ERA pitcher ish. So I, is that worth, is that worth 18 million? Obviously not. Is it worth 15 million? Maybe. Is it worth 12? You're probably more on it than I am. But like, again, I think he's, he wants to stay in Chicago. Let's throw 10 at him and see what happens. I mean, again, 
we are your armchair GMs. We're not real GMs. Like <laughs> this ain't this ain't like I'm not painting the prettiest picture, but who knows? Like he, I missed him when he left. I'm gonna put it that way too. I, I missed him when he left, so there's bias. Yeah, I mean, last full season, which was 2019, you know, 468 ERA is what I'm seeing. Yeah, a WHIP close to 1.4. Um, he's been giving up the long ball a lot more than, you know, when he was in the White Sox uniform, that's for sure. Um, here's where I'm at. Okay. He's a four or a five, right? He's ultimately the five, right? You throw a second lefty in there too. You can play with the rotation a little bit, right? Because you know, Michael Kopech probably isn't giving you a full season. You're going to need him more fresh for the playoffs too. I mean, I, I love the Quintana signing, right? If that's what it's going to be. You yeah. know, I, I'm really okay with that. I know people say, oh, it's Jerry being cheap. The money's got to go elsewhere. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the other gaps that still need to get filled in. Yasiel Puig, bring him in. Let's go. You got two <laughs> Rachel Luba, like, athletes on the market right now, and you're not getting Trevor Bauer, so you better get the other one. You know what I'm saying? Forget uh, your man's... Uh, Scott Boris? Yeah, Scott Boris. Yeah, fuck that guy. Rachel Luba is the real problem problem child for all the GMs out there. So, got to grab Yasiel Puig, create a good relationship with Rachel Luba. She's the next Scott Boris. I'm just saying. They're not going to go for another outfielder, Tom. There's no uh, way that they go on. for another outfielder, especially after they signed your guy. Leary I, Legend. Not, yes, my guy. You're right, dude. Leary Legend is going to be a White Sock until he's in the grave. I'm telling you. They're gonna That's as soon probably as he's, true. As soon as he retires, they're gonna hire him as a coach. And I love it. And I love it. All right. Outfield, I think, is probably settled, Tom. So let's I, talk. I first off I, I wanna argue with you though. I wanna argue with you because I don't think they should settle on the outfield they have. I don't necessarily settle, but remember, you're on a budget. Yeah, and okay, yeah, you're right. I'm a middle-class family. A championship-level team should never be on a budget in the MLB. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But they are, right? You could get Puig on a budget, though. You could get Puig on a budget. 12 mil? Probably. 10, 12 mil. 10, 12 mil. That's not bad. You already did it with Adam Eaton, you know? That was was under 10. That was under 10. Remember, Jerry, Jerry, he's got, he's got 10 fingers, you know? So he, he can only count that high. So he's got, (laughs) you know, (laughs) so if you, if you, if you're throwing him 10 million, like that's, that's fine. You know, he can count. This dude said he's got, that's all he can count to. (laughs) He's got 10 fingers. So it's 10 million. 10 million. That's the cap. So, oh my gosh! You're telling you're telling Jerry I, I'm gonna throw 10 million at Quintana. I'm gonna throw 10 million at Puig. You got yourself a a, a DH slash right fielder in Puig. Beautiful. Um, you got yourself a fourth pitcher in Quintana. That's beautiful. And then hey, while you're at it, let's throw another 10 million at Austin Romine. Because <laughs> honestly, though, what I really need is your man Zunino. Because when I played MLB The Show against you, I would hit bombs with Zunino, even though he was the worst guy on the damn Rays. Like, let's go. Let's fucking go. He's not the worst guy on the Rays. That would be Willie Adamas. But... Oh, bruh. 
Willie Adamas plays a nice shortstop. I don't know what you're talking about. You ever uh, offensively, he's atrocious. You ever heard of Babbitt, Tom? Oh yeah, he had like a 400 Babbitt last year. No joke, and he still only hit like 260. All right, Steve, Tom, let's talk Steve, about the game. Take your BABIP and shove it got, so far because you and your BABIP said that, A, Tim Anderson was going to be bad. That's what you told me. You I didn't say he this. was going to be bad. I you said, said he's going to regret. No, you said this. You said, said he's, he's going, going to be regret. garbage, and I don't like that take, Steve, because you know what? He's, he's going to give you the silent finger, and he's going to say, shut the fuck up, haters, because you are a hater. He's and, always going to have above a league average BABIP because he hits the ball hard, Tom. However, he's, he's still fuck. going to to regress okay can we talk about the uh the gap at catcher because obviously we're gonna miss james no we can sign him still we're not gonna sign james mccann it's not gonna happen you're gonna make me cry it's 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 still christmas season bro don't don't break bad news he will remain a son of uribe he will remain part (laughs) of the sons of uribe and go to the mets but he's not going to the white Sox. yes so let's let's talk about these catchers okay uribe indeed um (laughs) Now we've got Real Muto. Not going to happen. No. So Tyler Flowers, Jason Castro. Get Kirk your Tyler Flowers out of here. I'm sorry. Like Yachty, Yachty, years old. Yachty Molina, which gosh, <laughs> the, the reunion with Tony LaRusso would just be. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wilson Ramos, Alex Avila, Robinson Chirinos, Kurt Suzuki, Maga Suzuki. No, I'm um, not a fan of Maga Suzuki. I think um, Larusa would have a word with him though, because I think Maga. Keep <laughs> with those two. Obviously, you said um, you said Mike Sunino, but honestly, I like the idea of Austin Romine. No, you're looking at me like no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, y'all didn't see that, but um, no, I'm not a, I'm not a. Yo, you I need would... a backup catcher. You need a backup catcher, and you need him on a budget, right? You do, and and like I I laughed, but you know I saw you write Kevon Smith down. <laughs> Kevon, I love that you pronounced it Kevon too. That's the way I pronounce it all the time. Cause he spelled it that way. That's on him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I although I I don't see him. I don't see him leaving Cali at this point in his career. He's like he's like he was old when we had him, and he was like fresh. He was like a new anyway. Um. <sighs> Although I will say this, what did you lose in McCann? You lost a a, a pitcher's catcher, right? He he's not going to do a lot at the plate. He did, but he like that's like your focus is now. You've got Yasmani, who's going to like crush, and he's going to be your everyday. So you want that guy that um who uh Grandpa Rossi was on the north side, who was just kind of like your your ball club guy slash your pitcher's catcher but like i'm saying so you had that that comp with rossi whatever i don't know if you dig it or not but if you go for a guy like tyler flowers like i laughed at it but people at in uh in uh the braves organization said that the pitchers loved pitching to him he's a good framer he's a good like he's a big ass target you know what i'm saying like people liked him and you know Hawk Harrelson loved him some Tyler Flowers, some T-Flow. I'm telling you. like So maybe if you bring Tyler Flowers back, you see a little bit more Hawk Harrelson. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. I'm just saying. All right. I lied about Austin Romine. He's butt. I looked at his stats from last year. <laughs> That's what I was trying to 
he's not he's not your he's not your solution he's not whoever like the i would have to do research on this but whoever the best defensive catcher is out of these low tier guys i think that that's the guy that you gotta go with well focus in on what i just said the braves pitchers said they like throwing to tiflo i mean tiflo might be a little higher on the budget is what i'm saying but hey hey if he's here's the thing, if Tiflo is the guy that is going to DH as well. No, 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 no. We don't need that. We don't he's not a good hitter. <laughs> I mean, he's not terrible, Tom. He's better than Austin Romine. That's well, okay. Yeah, but if you're talking about your DH solution, right? Okay. Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what that DH solution should be. You got a couple options. You got a couple options. Since Uchu is on the market. <laughs> Now he may be, what was it, thirty-seven years old? I think. Oh yeah, he's like thirty-eight. Yeah, but that's that's two years younger than your Nelson Cruz. All right, and if he's anything like Nelson Cruz, he's gonna age really well. Um, I don't think he's anything like Nelson Cruz, and he had a bad no. year last year. But I really like Sinsuchu. I've always liked Sinsuchu because he uh, <laughs> he mashed against us whenever we played. And and what was that? Uh, the Hawk Harrelson. His his favorite thing was. Two and two to Sinsu Chu with uh, two men on and two out. <laughs> I, I think I heard him say it like three times in, in, in Hawk Harrelson's uh, tenure with us. But, well, no, it was two and two to chew, two on, two out. <laughs> um, nice. So I, I like it, but I also uh, mostly set it out there so that you could tear it down. Uh, well, here's, here's the deal. <laughs> Ultimately, I want – here's where I'm at, Tom. I want really crappy presence to fill in the gaps plus one really good reliever. Somebody like Liam Hendricks has to be spent on somebody like Alex Colme. You're only going to get one or the other. Yeah, you're not going to get both. Yeah. It's, it's got to be a top-of-the-line reliever, okay? So that's why I'm giving budget options right now. Yeah, you're throwing DH, in- I'm sure. DH, I'm sure about this one. Derek Dietrich. Oh, my God, bro. Derek Dietrich, left-handed bat. You need one. Power left-handed bat. Wasn't I know he in Colorado that or some shit? Well, Cincinnati last oh, like, yeah, 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 the yeah, year okay. before, and then he was on the Cubs for a hot second, too. Like two um, seconds. Exactly. Um, I think Derek Dietrich might be the option for a DH. I, you need a left-handed power bat. You're, okay, you're thinking power bat, but think about where he was playing. Great American Ballpark is like, homer central so you think he's gonna hit home runs but then the wind's blowing in someday at the at guarantee rate he ain't gonna hit shit so think about that uh, and okay I'll, I'll grant you that's gonna be a budget option i'll grant you you can throw five million at that six million at that and get it but not even well good but think about it this way eric thames thames the thames I think it's Thames, but yes. <laughs> but if you were in Britain, it'd be Thames. So True. <laughs> he hasn't played DH ever, but he's been on Milwaukee and the Nats, and he's got a decent bet. So, and there was that one year he freaking blew up. Remember that? Like three years ago he was the talk of the town when he was hitting home runs in the early part of some season i can't remember i want to say it was 2018 he went off on like 
20 home runs in, in April and May. He was really hot with Milwaukee. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, hey, you throw him with the Menachino, see if you can get some Menachino effect on him, rub the juju. Um, but I, I really see, like, I, I really see it this way. You are going to get, like, and this is why I was kind of pulling for Puig earlier. You get a fifth kind of outfield option, and you and you rotate this DH position as a way for guys to get at bats when they're when you because if you create a team with depth, the DH option becomes a way to keep people hot when they're on a hot streak. You don't, you know, have to use it as like I have a DH and this is their position. You know, you're. Your Harold Baineses don't exist like on a on an everyday basis. Like you, you're not gonna. There's not thirty Harold Baineses in the league. You know, mm-hmm. there's not enough like people out there that can just be a DH. You you don't have your Jim Tomes just sitting out sitting around ready to hit dingers and just sit on the bench and then hit another dinger. You know, like DH is a tough position. You don't have Nelson Cruz's like every day. That's why he's a commodity. You know, so just rotate through it and like you you're not going to have your you, like for instance Steve Derek Dietrich ain't going to fucking work out I'm sorry like it's, he's not going to be a DH solution bro like get a get another guy to add depth and then rotate through that and I know that everybody complains that DH has been a, a hole for the White Sox for forever but you've got a really good squad right now You've got to. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. Right now, the White Sox are probably working off of another thirty million for this year, right? Fifteen of that, it has to be spent on relief pitching, and another ten of that has to be spent on us. So you're working with five million to fill in the DH hole and the catcher spot. So. Shit. <laughs> yep. No, 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 no. I, I hear you. I, I, I forget that I'm a middle class. I'm a middle class family. I forget this with with the White Sox. But I'll, I'll present you one final, like just just something to something to think about. And and okay, before I do this though, we need either Liam Hendricks or Alex Colome, and I'll take Alex Colome of the two. So I don't know what that's going to cost, but bring him home. Bring him home. Shut up. Uh, I don't need any Aussies on this team. We already got an um, Aussie Sox fan. We don't need another one, all right? That's, that's enough. <laughs> Did you see the 108's tweet, by the way? They said that they're just going to have – if they sign Liam Hendricks, they're going to claim that they got Liam Hendricks on the podcast and just have Jason Hosking talk. <laughs> that's brilliant, actually. That is brilliant, and it's going to work. It'll trick everybody. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um but no i i what what we really need to talk about is how the this is then this is this is a big deal like you're not going to think of it unless if you're tommy because i got big brain but when <laughs> when the uh oh my god national league decided not to have a uh universal dh right what does that mean that means marcelo zuna who was really good in the dh role for Atlanta Braves this past season is going to want to possibly stretch that option into being in an AL team. Or if you're an AL team like the White Sox, who has a good amount of outfielders, but not a lot of great outfielders, 
maybe in a Marcelo Zuna who could slot in as a DH slash, you know, play some catch in, in right field for you is a great freaking idea. And here I am thinking to myself, you know, hey, he proved that he can do the DH. He is still a really qualified right fielder, out corner outfielder. Bring me some Marcelo Zuna. And this is what we were asking for last year for Christmas, and we didn't get it. So maybe this year for Christmas, you know how, like, if you ask for the same thing for Christmas a couple years in a row, maybe you're going to get it the next year? I'm thinking, man, I'm thinking this is it. No, it, it's kind of like you, you ask for a video game system, and you're thinking you're going to get a PS5, but <laughs> instead you end up with the Sega Dreamcast. <laughs> That's what being a White Sox fan is like, usually. So... Well, like but, I said, they're working off 135, 140 this year, Tom. I don't think they're stretching it. Come on, bro. It's like it's time to win. Um, Absolutely. But once again, I'm not going to get my hopes up. And I think, I think something we're leaving off the table is there is, there is a total possibility that we're at 70 – no, no, no. We're at – let's say we're at 66 wins at the halfway mark. Like we're just killing it, you know, and – I think that's killing it at, at, at the MLB, the all-star break, 66 wins, something like that is, is like a really good record at that point. I don't know. Whatever. How many, how many 66 wins at the, at the all-star break, Tom, usually know. there's like 82 games played by the all-star. That's break. what I said. So if we're like, just fucking killing six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dude, I don't, 50. I don't do, dude, 50. I don't do math, whatever. So if we're just killing it at the all-star break and then Jerry Reinsdorf's like, oh yeah, we should win this game. Like we should win this year. We could like get a trade done or like, just like, you know, maybe find something out there that's like worth it. Right. Like Jerry might jump on that and, and we're forgetting that as an option. So like, yes, this is the Christmas wish list, but keep in mind guys, let's say, I don't know. Toronto falls off and they have a veteran on their staff that they, they want to flip. Like, Hey, we're here for you. Hey, let's say that, uh, the, the, the Mets, this shit doesn't work out for them. We're here for you. Um, we could, we could take you on your, your Marcus Stroman that took your qualifying offer, but hates it because you guys are losing, you know, that's an option still. So that give me true. Ozuna, bro. Give me Ozuna. I don't care. I don't care about what you say about this, like, whole at catcher. We have Zach Collins, baby. We don't need that. Oh. <laughs> Please. No. No. And this is what I'm saying. Like, people say, like, why didn't you trade Zach Collins for, for Lance Lynn? Like, that would have been so much better. You're not going to get Lance Lynn for Zach Collins because he sucks. Yeah. That was never going to happen. Never. He's got an at-bat and playoff game, though. Don't forget. Woof. All you right. Got, you got that playoff experience. If you like, that's what, <laughs> if oh I'm Rick Hahn, I'm going to shop him to other teams and be like, hey, uh, my, uh, my prospect here, he's got playoff experience. So, uh, what I think are you going to say? Honestly, that? You're, you're starting to get this Rick Hahn voice down. I kind of like it. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so okay, final. Give me your wrap final up. wrap up on your on your Christmas wish list. Like if you're if you're writing it down and sending it out to Santa Santa Han right now, what are you gonna write? I'm being realistic. That's the thing. I'm not getting my hopes up at all. Tom, that's the thing. I've been so a bad gonna... boy this year. <laughs> so, um, you're just I'm, trying to I'm avoid just hoping. The coal. You're I'm trying, trying to... to avoid the lump of coal. I'm trying to avoid. <laughs> 
the Ivan Nova and Yonder Alonso <laughs> of the offseason. Um, John Jay was pretty good for us. So here's where I'm at. <sighs> Liam Hendricks and or the man, the myth, the legend, Christ Colomay himself is at the top of my wish list. Good. Okay. Um, I, I want a reliever before the all-star break. Um, I don't okay. want to trade. I don't want to trade for relief pitching because that's elite relief pitching at the all-star break Oof. is, yeah. <laughs> it costs you an arm and a leg. You'd it costs you an arm Mankata and a leg. for that. <laughs> no, not Mankata, but you're, you're, you're trading a Nick Madrigal, a Michael Kopech, uh, yeah. a Garrett Crochet. A, yeah. Right. Um, I want, I want a, a, a more than respectable closer to start the year. Um, yeah. So that's at the top of the list. Um, I'm going to throw a Jose Quintana because I want a proven vet as our five. Yep. Um, and whew, I might be asking for a lot here. Kavon Smith and – it's a lot of people right now. <laughs> and, and because, hey, you've got to fill in the roster spots right now. This is how many spots you have on your roster yet to fill. Yeah. Um, and I want to take a flyer on Derek Dietrich still. The man's weighted, the man's has not had a weighted runs created below, I think, 105. Last, I think that's what I saw um, since 2013. So he's averaging like around ballpark. Way to run created plus of 108. Is that what you're Above, telling me? Basically, yes. <laughs> Great. Um, and here's yeah. the thing with Dietrich, too. He's, he is a quote-unquote utility fielder in outfield and second base. So, All right, so can I tell you mine because yours is hot trash? I mean, mine is realistic, so go ahead. All right, give me Ozuna straight up. Give me Quintana. I'm I'm with you on that. Quintana is of these guys that are out here. All right, Quintana is the one. Now you I, can't have a closer. Now you can't up. have a closer. Dude, I can have a closer. I don't tell me what I can and can't ask for Christmas, okay? Oh, um, good luck telling that to Jerry. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. That's a lot of millions. Um, <laughs> but okay, so if you're if you're talking, so I've already asked for Ozuna. I've already asked for Quintana. Right, that's that's pretty good. Uh, by the way, I think we're not going to get Quintana. We're going to get Kluber or some shit. Um, but and then and then I want then I want Thames. I know you didn't like it, but I want Thames, and I want Tyler Flowers, and I want Colome back. That's I, I that's five. That's five. That's five. That's that is it. a lot. Five. That's five, dude. That's, that's not like, even that much. That's like fifty mil at least, right there. Dude. At least. Hold on. Ozuna's like almost 20. Kaume nah. is going to be 15. Dude, think. think you're thinking, you're thinking 20, 2019 math. This is 2020 math. You got Everything's on a budget. Everything's on a budget. Yikes. All right. Tom, before we wrap up, I want to talk about the most important offseason acquisition, and that's Len Casper in the yes. radio booth. That's incredible. I love, that. I, love that. I mean, as somebody that listens to the radio quite a, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, on, my, on the go and on the MLB app. Um, 
because I got that like radio for like three dollars a month or whatever. It's so good. Yeah, it's it so cheap, great. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah. Um, hey, no offense to Andy Mazer. I know you rip on Andy Mazer. Yeah, I, I, I think he just did. I think he did an okay job in the filling in. He for, did do play by play for the White Sox. That's that did he did. Okay. <laughs> And let's just say it's better than the commentary. I've never been a big Darren Jackson. Fan. Uh, I don't know why. So you're if this not a means, DJ if this fan. also means, if this means that DJ is gone too, like, hey, I'm. I'm so popular. you're gonna move. You're gonna move Andy Mazer to color. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> no. like that's he's, not. No, he's not no. a color guy. That's Plus he works for say. GN. Plus he works for GN. So he's not. He's, he's not, not like going, he's not like dead in the water. He's still going to be around. He's not losing a job, but. Yep. Also your, your Eric names at DH. I do have to comment that I'm done with the Lynn Casper thing. I'm super pumped. Um, oh, I getting don't get to talk great. about Lynn Casper, but no, no, but I do want to comment quick on Eric Thames and his weighted on base average, uh, 276 and his weighted runs created last year, weighted runs created plus of 67. So. Yikes. Dude, I don't know what that means. I don't know why you just told me those things. It means he's not good. So then you throw $4 million at it and just say whatever. If he, if he produces, he produces. If not, you got Marcelo Zuna. It's not a big deal. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so. All right, so, but here, I need Len Casper in my life because, you know, I, and I, I, hate, I don't want people to lose jobs, right? That's not what I'm out here about. But Andy Mazur was not, you know, it for me. He just, like, he literally, like, there were so many points in the season this last year that I was listening to the game, and I was like, what the hell is going on in the booth? Like, it's, like, it was to the point that it was distracting me from the game, and that's something you're never going to get with Len Casper. You're never going to get somebody who is distracting you from the game because of their performance on the radio. If anything, they're going to enrich the game. And that's what you need. You need somebody who's going to enrich it for you. And even when you, even when your team is losing, you're going to enjoy the product. And that's what matters. You know, like when it comes down to it, it's an entertainment product and Len Casper is going to enhance that entertainment product. So oh, and definitely. That, and that, that's, that's what I care about. You know, I, I want to be entertained and you know sue me if i'm if i'm really happy that no matter what i'm gonna be happy listening to the radio because i got a guy who knows what he's doing you know anyway that's that's where i'm at oh True. and this and the salty cub fans oh ooh, that's good <laughs> sprinkle it yeah ooh, give me some of that <laughs> it's 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 nice it's nice like <laughs> sorry dude <laughs> Any any final thoughts, Tom, on the White Sox? Um, any final thoughts? Uh, give me some. Give me some Ozuna. Like, give give me those rumors back. Those were nice last year. I, I thought it was gonna be real. <laughs> but um, he would have yeah. been a nice fill-in. But at the same time, I'm just not getting my hopes up for that. They signed their outfielder. Now let's you know go get a starting pitcher. Let's go get a reliever. Reliever, reliever, reliever. Yeah. And what's there's one thing left to do. Win the whole fucking thing. Rebuild the rust. And how do we trust? Have a good one, everybody.